baby, what it do? Welcome to the second episode of Soccer Block. It's your boy Kwame. Kwaku. Chelsea. Kimberly. Ferris. Okay, so how's everybody's day going so far? I'm very tired. It's been good. It's been good. It's great. So hungry. Anyway, um, my day was pretty cool uh, just because my birthday is tomorrow. So our topic for today is technology and soccer. But before we go into that, uh, I want you guys to do something super cool. I want you guys to go on www.citizensgiving.org slash New York. It is our cause called Connecting Communities. And basically what happens is um, if you vote, um, it goes to funding for our program. So whoever has the most votes gets the most funding. And yeah, so it ends December 24th of this year so please 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 go vote for our cause thank you so much i appreciate you guys now now vote now now like, vote now like pause it go online mm -hmm. vote and come back this yes we'll be here yes and if you don't know that voice that is ferris right there ferris is our correspondent he'll be doing uh some field work um recording people and also he'll be joining some of our podcast episodes before we start technology and soccer this is lit it's crazy how you guys can just listen to us we're just talking just randomly into different things diversity dove into so much things but um thank you guys so much for listening to us um it's really humbling that you guys listen to us how you feel about that thank you mom um, i think it's awesome because you don't realize how much of an impact you have when you tell your story or hear from other people and just learn from them. So having them share their stories and feel comfortable and even exposing that to our audience, which is the listeners. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like some people could relate to our stories um, that weren't in the room when we were recording. So the listeners relating that, I feel like that was pretty awesome. Thank you for all of you guys listening to us and hopefully you guys enjoyed it and keep going um, on listening to our next few episodes that we have throughout the year. I, I just want to say thank you to you guys if you guys are tuning in from like the second it comes out to like if you're watching this in 2025 five mm -hmm. years later and mm -hmm. you find out how big we've gotten yeah we have a lot more to come so so yeah technology <laughs> and soccer yo let me tell you something before we dive into this even more i just want to say VAR is something that i'm about to fight yo <laughs> i'm really about to fight VAR. Man city liverpool Oh, we yeah. talk, let's talk about that game, okay? Man City versus Liverpool happened what last week? Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday yeah. last week, Sunday. That's November tenth. There was three plays that happened in this game that could have given uh, Man City a penalty. Okay, yes. let's okay? play. Let's do it play by play. Play by play. Full, okay, so the first, the first one was who had the ball? Bernardo Silva had the ball. He was trying to cross it in to the to the six yard box, and. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, a.k.a. T.A.A., he um, hit the ball. The ball hit his head. And then the, the, the referee was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. You cannot see the ball hit his hand. And then it happened again. And don't get me, don't get me started with this Raheem Sterling thing, too, because Raheem got pushed so many times yeah. that they didn't even was like, mm-mm, I don't see it. Because VAR is supposed to be um, something that Help. helps the ref if he makes a mistake yes, on sir. the field yes sir 
that's what VAR is. Yeah, it's literally it's virtual vid- assistant referee. It's video assistant referee. But you was close. You was close. You was close. Well done. Well done, Chelsea. Well done. Well done. That was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah. It was um 90%. 90%. Take away 30. Um, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's just crazy to me. How do you guys feel about VAR and, like, where your stance is on it? Like VAR, I feel like it's now getting used as not as a tool to help, but as as what they're relying on. So instead of um, if there is a uh, a call that needs to be made and uncertain, they're depending on it more than they should be. Mm. I feel like it should be used less, and there is stuff um, that needs to be worked on. Um, and I think that over time, I I feel like there will be more improvements. Mm-hmm. And but I think it just needs more testing, and it wasn't ready to come out when it did come out. I don't know, like, I'm going to be honest, like, I don't really watch, like, I'm not a, like, super huge, like, diehard fan (laughs) when it comes to watching, like, Champions League or Premier League. Um, (laughs) Kwiku's, like, disagreeing with me. Um, like, he's why itching is she on to that? say something. She's like, why? Why is she on this podcast? <laughs> no, no, no. But, <laughs> but I think when it comes to like VAR and like watching games, it's very frustrating as a fan when the referee kind of knows the answer, especially when they're standing directly in front of the play, and they maybe it slipped from them, maybe they didn't really see it or they choose not to see it, and then they go ahead and watch VAR and then they make their call on that but sometimes like at one point during the Liverpool Manchester game like there was a call that everyone was like can you please like go check VAR and he refused to go see VAR VAR like referees use it sometimes and then refs don't use it at all and so like I feel like they should have a way where you have to use it if it was like if you use it one time, like use it again. Yeah. Like don't pick and choose when to use it. You know. I feel like that's iffy though, because mm. it's like if the whole like you start off one call right where you're honestly not sure about VAR and you mm. go check, and then the whole game is just like VAR, VAR, VAR. Why is there a ref if you're just gonna anyone can go up to VAR and check it if that's the case? Like so you saying a player can just walk up to it and then check? Right? Yeah, like <laughs> do you think- Pep just goes up. Watches the VAR twice. 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 My man Pep was upset. Yo, he was upset, upset though. But I just think that, like Ferris said, like they should just scrap VAR for right now and just and just let it rock. Like just let them play. And then if you see something, then it's like. Come on. Yeah. yeah, like there's three refs on the field. Like it's different if there's just one person that's like running up and right. down the field, which is the main ref. Mm-hmm. But like you have flagsmen that are like standing there physically watching the game. Watching. And they also don't make a call. Like it should be a collective decision. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than the three refs on the field, they have the people in like the mm-hmm. background. Yeah. Like the under, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so VAR, I just feel like they should scrap it. How you feel? What do you think they should do? I feel like it should be there when it's like needed, like and you shouldn't use when there's like an intense game like what a city versus Liverpool, you right. know? Like you should be able to call it when the call is right there. Like if you're like standing right there and you see the person in the box, like you should call it. Like that is a that is a given. big rivalry That's right a there. Given. That is given. a big rivalry. You're right, you're right. And I feel like if it was back in the days you had a VR, I feel like people would be punching a referee <laughs> all the time. I feel like Pele would be fighting the because like the goals, like some of the goals that he made, I feel like it was too easy. And then if they had like VR back, they would be he would have like a lot of offsides back then. So 
I feel like the VAR is is, is a good thing and it also hurts the the players and the referee because they always get like blame and stuff like especially from like the the fans and stuff like that. So I feel like it has its negative and positive. I feel like you know obviously uh, if if a referee doesn't catch it, it's human error. You know right. it doesn't need to be. I think what the VAR is trying to do is make it to a point where everything is exactly fair. But that's kind of what gives soccer its sport. Like it's not always perfect and yeah. everyone especially our, our humans playing so they always make mistakes uh, yeah like yeah. people play the game right but if it's all these restrictions and it's like oh like you were literally like half a centimeter off the white line like they'd they be tripping they'd like they'd be really tripping they'd be so, showing it too it's yeah like the inches is like <laughs> they'll show like yeah. literally the like size of like your Red fingernail card. like that's how much they were off and they yeah. like make it such a big deal so that also does affect the way that the game is played and that's kind of like takes away from the game right like if everything is just going to be called out like all that time that's consumed when they go check var like yeah the time is added at the end but it takes away from the momentum of the game it could presently. literally switch it slows down it slows yeah. down the game it slows down it the game slows and, down and it, it game. could switch the momentum like exactly. if like if a team is like has so much momentum and yeah. then one play messes everything up yeah that momentum can just shoot right back exactly down. like especially like, if a team is losing Jeez. and like they need that goal or like that penalty or whatever to get into back that game to get their groove back i'm like they oh, out here like looking at the clock like yo like come on ref like make a decision or right. like i'm yeah. trying to because the clock is ticking and sometimes the ref don't give back the time they only give back like five minutes and like wasted like a whole 10 minutes trying to get like the right call, you know. All I'm saying is, VAR does not like Man City. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Did you know that they have this, like, GPS tracker on their back to track everything they're doing? That How looks you, like, yeah. Like. Honestly, I want. It looks like a what? A bra. <laughs> it does look like a bra. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It does look like a I mean, I've seen... It's like a trading bro. Like yeah. a sports bro. I've seen players, like, when they score goals or whatever, like, take you off their shirts, like, kind of, like, wonder what is that. So can you, like, explain to me if you know what it is? Yeah, so um, I'm not a... I don't have, like, huge knowledge of it. Yeah. But it is called GPS Tracker, though. And what happens is that they track, like, how much, how much distance they run, like, their top speed... Um, their heart rate their heart rate yeah and so like uh, how much can they run and like when they get tired and stuff honestly it's just gonna track how tired I get <laughs> I'm running back you're like right. wow you ran three minutes and you had a breath heart rate I mean I think it's pretty cool like that's something that technology has um, positively positively impacted soccer with because now you know the physical health of a player yeah. and their performance um so that for the sake of the player's health i think it's really cool because they also use it during training so it kind of sees like whether you're up um like potentially to play the next game yeah. um, whether you're physically fit so i think that's pretty cool that gps tracker is implemented into professional i need to get football. one then because i'd be lazy no, i'd be i'd be lazy it's 300 dollars though quick. yo santa i want that i want that gps tracker so you know bless me with that please thank you so much santa. i feel like it's really like beneficial especially for the coaches because like they'll take that information that you get during training yeah. especially like as a gps tracker it'll track like not only how fast but where you run on the field 
mm-hmm. especially if you know like your player and you're like oh my positioning is bad this was yeah. the coach would take that information look you see you are here during at this time when you should have been open to this player and especially if everyone on the team has you can see exactly everyone were on the team and they'll help him better coach his team for a future game so it kind of like helps you like strengthen like your weaknesses right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a good tool yeah santa don't forget christmas <laughs> <laughs> i think now a lot of clubs are using it yeah especially like they see the benefits yeah man, make sure you check out the quaker club all right we, we accept anybody. yeah we accept anybody doesn't matter the level of, of competition you play it could be the whackers you know like chelsea over here but it doesn't matter you can just come and play you know it's so fun you're literally hating on me. <laughs> what do you feel about the uh, GPS tracker? Um, I think it's really helpful to you know for the coaches and like I don't I don't think I would want it. Okay. Want to wear it? Porque, because I don't know. It's just like I know it checks your speed. It's beneficial, but like. You lazy, that's why. No, you lazy. It's not, you lazy. It's not lazy. You lazy. It's, it's like, he's like, Kwame ran three minutes, you run in four. Like, wow, 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 I can do five, guys. <laughs> Barely. It's not, it's not la- laziness. It's just like, I think it picks up too much information that... Like, that's think, exclusive yeah, information. Pretty much. What like, are you, an alien? <laughs> no. It's just like... Um, she respects her privacy. But it's beneficial for players, but I just don't feel like I would use it. Mm. But would you like recommend it to like other players that play soccer? If they're going into what is it, clubs or like uh, instead of like street football, mm. then yeah, I would I would because they have to be like fit and like at a certain um, level of health in order to be part of that club or um, competition. What do you think is next? Do you think like since now we have the GPS tracker, do you think like any other tools will come out that will maybe be beneficial for players? Head, like your like brain, brain, yeah. <laughs> no, like brain, he's like, like pointing to his head. head. No, like, like brain, like like, how you like brain head. waves. Is like oh. if you get a concussion or like something, they can check to see. I don't know. I just feel like that's gonna be the next thing. All right. So you know how like the GPS tracker, like you wear like what is it, like the broth and like. <laughs> so like, how would the the mind, the brain, whatever? How it would have it? like a little chip behind yeah. the ear. But no, I think that it would be like not even a chip, but like something to you know, like people have earbuds. Oh, yeah, they have like back in the ear, kind of like a headphones, probably like my guy. It'll just be something that's gonna be like right behind you, the ear. Have you like seen people tracker. with like? I don't want no chip in my head. You're not gonna be. It's, it's a not chip a chip. In. It's like a sticker. Yeah, it's yeah. like something to stick on your head. On your bean, on your bean. Right on the bottom of your ear. Right on the bottom of your ear. How are they going to get it there, though? You put it. Adhesive. <laughs> They're going to just like, you know how to, no. the adhesive tape? Oh, God, I got it. <laughs> Chelsea literally just said that. You said that? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm not dabbing you up. But no, okay, so, but like, just think about it. Like, we have the GPS tracker. We have VAR. But how is technology changing soccer like how is it changing the game it's just like it benefits the players to have like a pro like a prolonged career in soccer and also benefits what is it the coaches and the the sports industry to kind of find a way to make the sport easier and more like safety for, for all the players and good for the people that watch it question though do you think, because we're talking about like how technology is changing the way of soccer for the better, yeah. right? Like, think of it in, in olden time soccer and how it's changed to now. Do you think like, you know, as we get older and it will be a new generation of young yeah. kids with different ideas and, you know, us right now, how obsessed we are with phones and stuff. Yeah. And hope, I hope, 
I, my view is I don't want technology to overtake soccer. Like, yeah. do you, what's the what's the problems with technology being too involved in with soccer? Do you mean like overtaking, like having like robots playing soccer? Well, too? no, I'm saying like with more advancements like VAR and trackers helping you, and and then maybe if what Kwame said with brain waves, you know, that's gonna change the way we play soccer. Do you think that's necessarily a good thing? Uh, I feel like it has its positive because like having all those like. All this stuff, I feel like it enhanced the player, like I talked about, like, the career-wise. Because, like, some people play for, like, 10 years. So, like, you could play for, like, longer, you know, like, for, like 15, 20 years. Like, you know, put in, like, kind of, like, you know how, like, Ronaldo, like, work his body all the time. So, like, adding that technology to it, like, Ronaldo could play for, like, probably to his, like, 45. Because, like, all the stuff that he's doing right now. I think that's true. Like, when you think about technology like technology does advance a lot of things um but everything in moderation is obviously good when you have too much of something it kind of overtakes the original idea for example like we're playing soccer we don't want it to be completely taken over by technology because it does take away from the game um yeah i think just moderation like you mentioned ronaldo like technology could potentially increase the amount of years that a player will play because it will help them physically. I honestly think that um, technology is its a good thing and a bad thing for soccer. I think just having all this like VAR check and stuff, it, it does slow down the scale of soccer. But I think that having like the GPS tracker, of course, uh, improves how the players play. And so, like there's some moments where it's just like, that's not it. So like there should be like, you know, like a specific moment that you should be able to use there. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah. How about you, Kimberly? Um, I feel like there's costs and benefits to having technology in soccer, um, and there should be like limited, not limit, well, yeah, limited um, things that they should do in order to um, not have technology take over soccer. That's good. How about you, Ferris? Do you agree or like have your own? So I guess my view is. Um, I'm trying to say in the middle because there are certain aspects about technology that, that I see is pretty beneficial. But at the same time, you know, you think about like other sports and how like over time people with different ideas come and change the the origin of the sport. Yeah. And you know, soccer is just one of those sports that that started off like if you see with like, not not even with with electronic technology, yeah. but just technology of of the soccer ball of how that that changed over time. Technology of even the the soccer cleats. Um, and how like now it's getting lighter and, yeah. and more comfortable to wear and now they even have for like different players like also if, like the gears and like what yeah. you wear and the yeah. jerseys everything jerseys, that, yeah. so that kind of technology <laughs> I feel like the technology that we have like now with especially like VAR and things to come I don't agree with that because at the end of the day it allows for it, it allows for a removal of something that makes soccer soccer which is the mistakes aspect mm-hmm. If you think about it, there are like professional teams in other countries, for example, like South America that might not be up to date with the Mm -hmm. technology. And just the fact that the teams that do have technology advances may be performing at a better um, rate and have better statistics. So it also kind of just gives you that like one step, one leg in front of other teams, which could be a... A benefit as well it's kind of like medicine you know like medicine 
change the life expectancy of people mm-hmm. and that's a technology advancement and um people the countries that didn't have the same medicine as we did in the united states they had lower life expectancy and, and more diseases prone to, to death and you know things that that come and some countries that have it and others that don't they they suffer a, a, i wouldn't say like a, a social tier but like a, a ranking of 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 what they're able to do uh, as it on the soccer field and do you think like they're like like the analytics part of the of the game do you think it helps oh for sure especially like with the smaller the smaller aspects just like with like the shoes when you get to the professional level like there's not much you can do physically it's all becomes into like technique and even that point one percent lighter of a, of a shoe makes a big difference on your speed you know everyone's always trying to get every edge they can to perform better than they can than other than to other people i think even with slight adjustments that that we're making today it does affect the the performance of, of players but then again i feel like it takes away from the game like yeah, you said like sure. kids that are maybe just starting up they want the latest cleats and they don't really get to value like no like all you need is a soccer ball and just you can literally play in your vans or whatever sneakers you have on like yeah chucks (laughs) you don't have to have the latest technology but because our society is so compressed and focused on having the best and if you don't have the best like you're not as good with us in citc we have like this new amazing program appreciate you um called robo soccer and it's stem and soccer combined together. If you don't know what STEM is, let's see if the group knows what STEM represents. What's the S in STEM? Social. I raised my hand first. Um, uh, science, okay, technology. You said what's STEM? I said what's the S, S in STEM. <laughs> that's, that's what you mean. No, oh wait, that she don't we, listen. Can we just say science, technology, engineering, math? Well, Kweku <laughs> said social. Kweku said social. <laughs> My man social. said social though. Social technology. He says social. I thought it stands for social mm-hmm. televised economic movement. Why is it? Economic? All I'm going to no. say is social. Whose man's is this? No, but he's here to learn. Yeah, we are here, here to learn. He's We're here, here to, to learn. learn. Yeah, he's, he's so here it's to okay. Learn. You'll, you'll, from now on, you will know that it, it doesn't stand for, for social, it whatever. For system. Wait. Science. Science. <laughs> system. Science, technology, math. No, no. Engineering, mathematics. Got it, got it, got it. Woo! Good job. Lord, Thank Lord, you. Lord. Okay, anyway. So, yes, it is STEM and soccer put together. So, it's um, we, we have this partnership with UB Tech. Um, and what happens is we have these beautiful robots that we deliver to the schools and, um, the kids get to build it, um, code it and use it to play soccer, use it to play soccer. That's right. Um, just testing you to see if you knew what we were talking about. Yes, sir. I'm proud of you. Anyway, if we had this, if you had this growing up as a child, do you think your mindset will kind of be different? into like stem or just in general because i know for a fact for myself i know i'll be more into like building things and like creating things even more with my hands when i was younger i used to take my dad's like old phones that didn't work Mm -hmm. and he would come to me complaining like oh fix this fix that i didn't know what i was doing Mm -hmm. but 
like I guess as I got more hands-on experience, mm -hmm. I figured out something and I made it work again. And he would go and he would go to me more and more, which is kind of a curse. But it is. Yeah. <laughs> fix this. Fix this. Uh, <laughs> fix these papers that I have. I <laughs> Glue them together. <laughs> I know that if you have hands-on experience, like it opens up your mind to possibilities you didn't think you can do before, and especially like with robo soccer and, and how you can see even on on the CITC Twitter how mm. they post um, all the pictures with the kids and their achievements with creating the robot. Um, and yeah, it just looks good. Facts. And if you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, um, it is CITC underscore NYC. That is our Twitter and Instagram. Please follow us. But um, going back to RoboSoccer, though, like, Kwaku, how would you feel if you had this when you was growing up? I mean, instead of having Legos and having these robots to play with, I feel like it would be fun, you know. It would, like, definitely open my mind as a kid to, like, all these, like, new opportunities that will, like, probably like advance in the future because like now the future is all about technology and like every like most what is it advanced stores and like most advanced companies companies are using robots to, to do their work because it becomes easier and it's like less work for everybody so like and it's cheaper for them too it's cheap. yeah yeah it's cheaper I, I still feel like having robots to play with as a kid it, it just open you your intellectual minds like all these new possibilities they think that you have a future you could be like it could be like a robot builder you could be like an architecture or stuff like that so it's just like open your mind as a as a young kid ferris if you <laughs> growing up like being the youngest out of the whole group and yeah. like you know fixing your dad's phones or whatever if you had a robot with you do you feel like you would go into a new type of like Game job or like career um a part of me wants to say i would probably be spoiled mm. because like you know you know kids especially handed stuff and not getting the the doing it yourself aspect that does like affect what you do mm -hmm. um but i feel like you know especially with robostock it's not like that you put it yourself you put it together and should it, they offer help on how to but yeah. at the end of the day you get to see the progress that you do make and it pays off i feel like if i was younger and i had something similar to that um i was always into engineering when i was younger uh i think i, I kind of branched away from it because i had more experience other than engineering and i was so stuck on you know being a mechanic or whatever because my mom kind of told me to and i thought i was good at it <laughs> but uh i think like it maybe would have enhanced that path that I, I, I would have taken instead. So maybe, who knows? And maybe I would have been engineer of NYCFC. And Kim, how do you feel if you had these robots? I didn't, I didn't have like much growing up, like technology wise. So for me, having a robot would actually like, you know, help me like be beneficial to me in some type of way. But at the same time, like Farris said, you would feel spoiled and you would want um, more than a robot, maybe something else. I don't know. But um, bigger robot. I'll be happy. <laughs> I, I'll be the coolest person on the block, you know? I'll be happy. But if everybody has with the robot? Yeah. With, you just walk around with a robot? Yeah, I'm like, yo, look what I got. I got uh, a robot. What are you talking about? <laughs> what you got? <laughs> Let's go. How about you, Chelsea? 
Would I think I'm the coolest person on the block? No, of course not. But the, the question that Quam was asking, how would you feel if you had a robot? <laughs> you learn how to code it. <laughs> like, like learning how to code, that's kind of cool, though. I'm not I actually, um, when I was in third grade, we had an after-school program that was uh, called Robotics. So what we did was on, like, laptops, we created our own video game, but... The video game was really, really simple. It was just kind of like Pac-Man, but you had two different um, characters. And I had a cat, and then I had a mouse, because, like, cat and mouse, you chase the right, mouse. Right, right, yeah. Tom and Jerry, yeah. So yeah. we had to, like, code it, and we had to actually, like, play the video game. And you had to do, like, certain things so it can move right and left, and you would make, like, levels to it. I only made it to level one. Oh, wow. Uh, how fine. many levels are there? One. You created the oh, levels. Oh, you created the levels. And I only created level one because for me it was very difficult. It was oh, something okay. that I was never exposed to. So okay. being put into third grade and just automatically being given this opportunity, I thought would be really cool. But I ended up hating it because mm. I'm very competitive with myself. So not being able to get past level one, I just wanted to quit. Damn. <laughs> 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 but I thought it, I think it's awesome because... I actually like help coach the kids with robo soccer. Oh, do you know? Yeah, really? yeah. Tell um, us about your experience, please. I think it's <laughs> awesome. Like these kids, uh, literally, are much more intelligent than I was when I was in fourth and fifth grade. So we had the program last year, and um, we had a lot of kids come back this year, and it was it really showed that they actually enjoyed building the robots. But it's kind of like best of both worlds. You get to be educated and science and math and engineering and technology but you also get to play soccer so it's like you kind of end up having a lot of fun but you're learning as you're going mm -hmm. and seeing the kids participate and just even when they're in their groups and building a robot without them knowing they're learning life skills which is like working as a team right. um they're using the ipads to build it and it's a very easy way for them to build it but it's also making them think and going back to what ferris and Kim kimberly said when they were like they feel that they were be spoiled um i feel like this is kind of giving the kids the opportunity like wow like i can do this by myself like it gives them that kind of self-confidence boost yeah. and kind of like reassures them that they are capable of doing something because these kids literally built the robots from scratch so i think it was like it's awesome to see them because like i said like in fourth grade fifth grade i was not doing this so seeing them do this is like it's that. very fulfilling yeah <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Probably crying. <laughs> I want mommy. That's your fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Shout out to Prospero and the rest of the of the robot yeah, soccer teachers. Yeah, shout out teachers. to CITC for having this opportunity yeah. for the kids in right. schools. Right, 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 right. If you'd like to learn more about this uh, initiative, check out CITC underscore. NYC. NYC on Instagram, Twitter, or check out the Citizens Giving page on NYCFC and vote now so we can have more programs like this. Like, I'm working with Robot Soccer as well, mm -hmm. but I'm like the program coordinator or whatever. It's so cool to see, like, us teaching the teachers that's yeah. teaching the kids. Because, yeah. like, they get super excited and, like, I need to build this. <laughs> I need it. I need it now. Yeah. And then, like, working with other people. So it's, it is, like, very humbling like you, to see. Like, you like, feel as, like, like the kid yourself, too. Right, right, right. That, Put yeah. them in that predicament of, exactly, like, yeah. oh, this is how the kids are going to be reacting. Yeah, this yeah. is how I'm going to react to this. You have to, like, put yourself into the kid's shoes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Put the yeah, put the shoe on the other foot. Yeah. Ooh. Last thoughts, last thoughts. Um, 
about everything. About everything. Last thoughts. Um, technology has its positive and negatives. It's just how we utilize them. That's it. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Chelsea? Yeah, I think everything in moderation is acceptable. It's just when people get carried away and take advantage of technology, right. it kind of takes away from the fun and the excitement of a game. But as we just spoke about, like it could also really develop a child or a player. So I think that we need to focus more on how technology can positively impact a game or positively positively impact a person. Kim? Um, I feel like technology overall is really beneficial um, to the youth now, but not like the YouTube side or like videos that, you know, are showing them um, different content, but like um, technology like RoboSoccer, it's beneficial for them helping them, you know, expand their mind and finding other ways to develop some career in their future and stuff. I just got to say, like, technology is coming, whether it's good or bad. So we have to be ready for that change. And we have to figure out ways of incorporating it um, into our, our, our life and using it for, for methods where we feel it will help other than destroy. Kwame, <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. So if you think about it, when we use technology, we have to use it the right way yes. and not overuse it or overkill it, yes. you know? So that's Who's, my last Who quote. said that? Who said that? Who I, think, that? I think Uncle Ben from Spider-Man <laughs> said <laughs> that line. But yeah, that was super dope. Um, until next time, everyone. Peace.